all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Body of Christ Real Talk with your host, Joseph Brown. Welcome to the show. 15 minutes of very important, relevant information that I think many of you that listen to my podcast need to hear because you're not going to hear it from the mainstream media. So I try to get as much out there in your ears that I can. Okay, God bless you all. Welcome to the show. I left, uh, I talked about the last show and I might have hurt some people's feelings, especially my black people, my black ethnic group, but that was not the attention. That was just what, that's just a fact. And what I, I want you to understand, it's just a remnant that done this. It's not, the majority of the black people are strong men and women and fight for theirs. So I'm not talking about the whole black ethnic group. I'm talking about that remnant. And if you're part of that remnant, then it's for you. Now the thing is, what you're going to do with that information, what you're going to do different if you're looking for something different, okay? And you know a lot of this, what I'm saying is true. You know a lot of this, what I'm saying is true. Not only what you are voting of being somewhat enslaved to the Democratic Party, but... Think about the, your neighbor. If you are in your 50s, 60s, like myself, 59, and you live in, you lived in Chicago for a long time, and you might be in your neighborhood or you might just be in Chicago and you visit your neighborhood and you grew up with the little stores around your neighborhood predominantly owned by black people. Okay, predominantly owned by black people. Well, let me speak for me. I remember those days when your neighborhood was predominantly, I'm talking about the hood itself, what we call the hood, was predominantly the stores, the ice cream. We used to have, black. my neighborhood was full of entrepreneurs. Now, what do I mean by anything that you're selling, that you made yourself, and you're exchanging for money, you are an entrepreneur. So many in, in my neighborhood, I'm not talking about drugs or nothing like that, nothing illegal, but many in my neighborhood was entrepreneurs. From their own store all the way to selling ice cups and cookies and penny candy. But they were black in our neighborhood. Now I know things changes. And a lot of that was going on in a black neighborhood, in my neighborhood, maybe in yours too, whatever city, town, or whatever, or, or even, you know, whatever, people of color, let me put it that way. But I'm talking about here in my neighborhood and, uh, you know, growing up. I'm 59 years old now. Now, through all, the, all those years, just think about it. 
how much they changed. Now, change is going to come anyway. You know, I'm not saying that, but you look at certain stores or certain businesses in your neighborhood and you look around and see who owns them now. The majority of them, believe me, or none of them is owned in some areas, depends on the area, by black people. They're owned by, not even Caucasians, they're owned by Arabs, Middle Easterners, or Indians, or even some Asians. What happened? What happened? I don't have the answer to that, but what happened? Did they just come and take it, or did we give it up? Or did we just give it up? We gave up on our neighborhood. We didn't come together just say we're going to keep this neighborhood strong and let our black families hold on to these jobs a bit. Or some of that has to do with politics and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a mixture of all, but I believe it starts with us, us as a black ethnic group. So we lost so much in our own neighborhoods and towns. We have to take the responsibility upon ourselves. Why did we give it up so fast? Then I talked about the South Alabama stuff like that, how the South was bamboozled and tricked, yeah, and they gave up a lot of their land. Many blacks had more land than just about any, a lot of Caucasians in the South, I believe. But they wind up losing it, bamboozled, tricked, and stuff like that. Or they just gave it up for pennies on a dollar for one reason or the other. It's, I'm not saying everything was the black man's uh, or the black woman's fault. What I am saying is a remnant out there that's crying today that gave it up. Now they want to take it back and they the one gave it up. It's just like your freedom. When you vote for a certain party that never done nothing for you for years, you give up your life and your freedom to freedom to them over broken promises and little freebies when especially welfare and checks and stuff like that. In some instances, even freebies to drugs. You let them control you, and I'm talking about a certain party. And you gave it to them. You gave them the keys to your city. You gave them the keys to your soul. See, all for broken promises, and not, a lot of times they never promise you that anyway, as of colored people. See? Now, this illegal immigration stuff which is a very big problem. I cannot, I hate it. That's going on. I hate it because it's on purpose. It ain't no, it's on purpose. Okay? Coming in and they're getting a lot of things you think that you should have got. Okay? And not putting two to two together is that they don't need you no more. The Democratic Party, they don't need you no more. This is real talk now. So you are being replaced. Black men and black women, you are being replaced. See? One of the big things they have done in the beginning, that's when they put all these abortion clinics like uh, Planned Parenthood in those neighborhoods, black and colored Latino neighborhoods, so the blacks can go in and have their abortions and get rid of their own. So they've been building this up for years. That's why you, the majority of the Planned Parenthood abortion places you find in the hood or close around the hood. Easy access. Easy abortions. We're on top of the list as black people, as black, uh, our black women are having abortions. See? So they always had a plan 
to depopulate and get rid of black people. Now, I'm not just saying it's just black people, but I'm just saying we are being and top on the list as black men and women. Real talk. Okay. Now, the same ones that's doing that done that is the ones that you are voting in. See, you can't blame the Republicans or nobody else because over 60 years it's mainly been ran by Democrats. You have a few holes when Governor Reiner was governor. He was Republican governor, but he was not able to do a thing because the legislator was what? Ran by uh, Reiner and a crooked Democrat, far left Marxism. So Reiner couldn't do nothing anyway. And he was a Republican. But the majority of the city of Chicago has been, I think, over 60 years now ran by Democrats. So you can't blame the Republicans. You cannot blame it. It's, it's your party. Your streets tore up and you're not getting nothing because, who? Democrats. You can't blame the Republicans. You cannot blame them. So come on, get over there. You cannot blame them. See? You cannot blame them. A lot of these buildings and stuff is ran down because of us. Black folks. And we are, the youth are doing it today. Busting out stores, wrapping up Walmarts in Philadelphia and here in Chicago, tearing up their own neighborhoods when the George Floyd, and they don't know George Floyd from their own, whatever. They don't know who George, you tore up your own neighborhood. What kind of foolishness and stupidness was that? You have to look at things like that. See? Babies having babies. As you got a lot of young people running out, they ain't got no dads. Their dads are still young. But I'm not here to talk about that. I want to just say, what can you do now? Okay, it's time to get out of that. It's time to change. It's time to flip the script. What could we do now? Okay. We need to just change, and it's going to start with cleaning up our own neighborhood. It's going to start with voting a different way. Now, I'm just talking about the neighborhood. Now, believers and Christians, prayer is very powerful. Okay, prayer is very powerful, but also actually speaking up, buying up a few of these neighborhood places. See, bidding for the stop depending on the state, stop depending on the government and put your money together and start buying some of these empty buildings. Money talks. Money talks. And you're going to have a few of them that are not going to sell it to you, but you'd be surprised how many buildings you can start. And getting things together and building up your own neighborhood. I'm not saying secluding it from the Caucasians or Latinos. No, you just need to build up your neighborhood and become the owners, the black owners that you, I'm not going to say you should, but what that you can be. See, it's different ways to do that, but sometimes we're just too lazy. We don't do that because we're too busy hating each other. We hate to see each other move up too much. And I'm not talking about every black. I hope you understand that right now. But it's things that we can do now. There's a lot of vacant buildings on the south side where I live in, in a, between the Roseland, Calumet City, Morgan Park. No, built uh, uh, as many ways to get buildings and houses that you can fix them up, rent them out and stuff like that, get the right decent people in there, you know, stuff like that, and build up your neighborhoods. You know, I don't care who paid it. I don't care if you're white, black, or green, or whatever, as long as you're paying your rent. But my thing is, you are the owner. The, the money 
don't have no uh, prejudice. The money is not racist, so it don't matter who's in it as long as they're paying their rent. My point is, we have a fluctuation of people coming in now, and they're going to buy up a lot of these vacant houses that we are letting them have. And I see it already. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them as long as they keep, if they're cleaning up and keeping everything clean, I'm cool with that. But it could be black people. It was yours at first anyway. That's what I mean. You're giving up things. You're giving up things to your government and your state, and you're giving up things to people uh, and different foreigners that are not black. And I'm not saying this as a racist thing because I'm far from being racist. I'm just telling you some facts. You know, if you think that's a problem, get together and bad up yourself. And stop depending on the Democrats to take care of that. It can be done. But it just has to start somewhere. You need to put, you need to put in some sweat equity to get this stuff done. Period. We all are somewhat guilty of that, of giving up so fast, just letting people come in, you know, and just take our things. You have your takers and you have your shakers. The Democrats are the shakers. They control a lot of the black people and the black folks. Period. Period. Now, what you going to do about it? Is it going to stop everything? Of course not. It's too late now. The winter is coming. I'm going to leave you with this. And Chicago is known for their rigid winters. It don't got to be snow all the time. But we have a cold. This is They, they timed it just right going towards the winter. See? Because they want to destroy America. And that's why they're letting them in the big cities. You know, they're they on under the bus. You know, the uh, the globalist left-wing uh, lunatics don't care. Okay? So, the winter is coming up, folks. And they still have thousands and thousands of immigrants on the streets. Nowhere to put them. What's going to happen? What's going to stop them from trying to come in an area close to you or even going into your garage? A lot of them never been in cold weather. And a lot of them, sadly, I believe, going to die. I, I hate that, man, because I'm not taking up for them, but a lot of them is just taking an opportunity, just like when the blacks were enslaved, they took that opportunity, they got away. That, I'm talking about, that's what hurts me right there. You know, you have a lot of people that's going to suffer on the streets, blacks, Caucasian, all of them. What are we going to do? I don't have the answer now, but I'm just giving us tips and everything because the winter is coming and it's going to get worse because they're going to still send them over here. Out of warm Texas to cold Chicago. And if they ain't got nowhere to put them, I hate to think about how these folks and this weather are going to be able to handle it. They could wind up in your backyard or my backyard. Think about that. I'm going to talk more about this on another episode of Body Christ Real Talk. We can't change this thing. Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. 
It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.